Hello, welcome back to the Spilling the Tea podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Gabriel, and... I'm Tina. Your other host and and main character of this podcast. <laughs> for generations to come. Right. Stories so, for generations. So the, the <laughs> podcast is, has many, many purposes. The first and most important is we enjoy tea. Um, and, and do the slightest of tea reviews. Um, after that, then we talk about Tina's life. Um, mostly as a way to pass on stories to future generations. I'm her son. I'm one of those generations. (laughs) Um, and if anybody wants to join in and enjoy what we're talking about, then welcome and, and we're glad you're here. (laughs) So this week... We are sitting down with a delicious cup of Dragonwell green tea. Um, I'm going to take a little. It's very hot. Um, <laughs> but it's it's good. It's I like this tea. It's one that I got when Tivana was closing down. So I got this at 75% off for a big old sack. Wow. Anyway, um, Dragonwell is considered to be one of the world's finest green teas, picked and hand-processed in early spring. Its large, flat leaves produce a soothing aroma when brewed. They have a golden sheen and give a pale green infusion that's lightly sweet and tremendously fragrant, with a slight hint at chestnut. The pure, organic green tea will captivate you and keep you coming back for more. It's dragon what? Dragon well. Dragon well. Like a well that Lassie's barking at because a dragon fell into. No. No, no, no. No. What I'm wondering, you know how you know how the Chinese people have like year of the pig, year of the dragon. I mean dragon is you know, and in the parades and stuff like that. Um, Um True. For Asian holidays they and in their artwork there's always a lot of dragons and I mean, the original like name that. is Longjing. I don't know. I don't know if that translates to anything. Oh. the 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 stories behind it are it's it's just a tribute tea for emperors and revered worldwide. Oh, that makes sense. It's, it's a very. It is pretty. The leaves a, are very pretty. It's classic. It's very tasty. Yeah. I can really taste the chestnut. See, I put milk in. <laughs> well, we should have. We look that up, and and it's it's okay to put milk in. To green tea. No, it's we good. We check to make sure. You know what it is? When it's so hot, Yes. my taste buds just go, not yet. Yeah, I just scalded my <laughs> taste buds a little bit, so I might not get to taste this one, but it's good. It's lightly bitter, but in that in that green tea way where it's a little, you can yeah. taste the polyphenols. You know, I wonder, when I worked in China, <gasps> um, in the, I stayed in, they put me in, because I was working I was like a working person. I wasn't a tourist. They put me in a hotel that were for Chinese people, you know, when they traveled and needed a place to stay, which was great rather than being in. But what I'm getting to is every morning they would bring in um, one of those, you see them in, in stores, like it's a big cup they used to bring in tea. Yeah. And I'm wondering what kind of tea it was. That's actually, you know, it was all loose leaf tea. And it was in one of those big cups that have the little lid on it. Okay, yeah. You know, I do have like, one of those at home. And it's that's a Chinese white tea that I have. Which a white tea is just a green tea, but younger. Gee, so I don't know. No, I'm just. it just brought me back. It was so lovely having this tea every morning. Brought to the room. Brought to the room. Well, it was for every guest because that's, that's what you, that's what you do. Yeah. You know, they, for it to be brought to the room and not just. But yeah, but it wasn't like ordering room service. It it was free. That's that's great. Yeah, just yeah. start your day. Um, anyway, so what's today? Yeah. Um. Well. Uh, we talked about possibly talking more about your the theater history in college and and just more things like that. Okay. Um, okay. 
But you did just mention China, so if you want to talk about China, you can... No, it was, it was more with the tea. <laughs> um, oh, I just, I made one mistake that I have to tell you. Oh, no. No, when we were talking, I can't remember if it was last time or the time before. When we were talking about the Irish history. Yeah. And there was the photograph on the wall of Uncle Jack's house that you looked exactly yes. like. I said it was at my mom. We were at the house because of my mother's funeral. Oh, no. It was my father's. Because my that mother, was... my mother, no, my mother okay. died. Well, I mean, it can't be your mother. I just thought it was... Way before you were I born. thought that was Aunt Tessie's. But no, that was, that was Grandpa. That was Grandpa in yeah, North was... Brookfield. Yeah. Yeah. Your father. In 2012. Yes. He died. That makes sense. Yes, because otherwise I went, wait a minute, my mother died in like <sighs> 1980. Yeah. Or 81. 80. <laughs> you were the future baby. And, yeah, and me too. It's like, no, you didn't look like him yet. <laughs> anyway, so, yet. all right, we already talked about in the why I went to the Boss Conservatory. Yes. My way to get out of home. Um, now, when I went, I was, I again, I had taken tap ballet jazz um but i wasn't an accomplished dancer it was when you go i had a talent for it okay but i i mean i look back and go now i would have like the lead dance parts and play you know high school stuff so i was good for high school but i was not accomplished like the kids who go to New York City Ballet when they're 13. Sure, sure, you know, it sure. wasn't like that. So actually, when I got to the conservatory, <laughs> I was they had rankings of A group, B group, C group, and D group. Huh. A being the best. The best, and then D, D being. D being the worst. I was in C. Okay, <laughs> so not the worst. Not the worst, but I needed a lot of training. I also had no... I had no idea what modern dance was. And at the conservatory, it was every day was ballet and modern. And then certain times during the week, there would be the choreography classes. Depending on the year, um, you didn't take jazz until sophomore year. Um, flamenco, you know, all, all this, all this other stuff. So um, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know what modern was. I thought modern was disco dancing. <laughs> I so I thought, well, big you're a disco bad, queen. Bad. I am a disco queen. This one, I'm gonna ace this. I'm, you know, I have to work really hard in the ballet, but I'm gonna ace that modern. <laughs> <laughs> the first class, it was, you know, it's like barefoot. No, you need, you know, yeah. you need just dancing big platform. shoes. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> You know, it's like they started the class with these swing, body swings and stuff, and I went, oh, no. <laughs> I, 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 this is completely foreign to me. So, anyway. Um, well, how did, how did that go, though? I ended, well, no, I ended up by sophomore year, I was in A group. Okay. I, I... I work by sophomore year. That's that's within a year. I and it's like, you know, when you're in high school, and I, I see it, um, you don't necessarily know the weight you should be to be a professional dancer. Okay, it is. I know there's a thing about, um, and, and so I'm talking back in 1969, and. You did not have extra weight. Sure. Um, I got down to skin and bones, and that's what I wanted to be. And for me, this Lithuanian stuff, right. you know, I I ended up losing solid 15, 20 pounds. Okay. Um, that's a, a lot considering you were already probably fit and active. I was and... fit, but, but again, there's that, you know, the... He... I was also an athlete in high school, 
Um, tra- you know, I ran track. I was on the um, gymnastics team. Well, more balance beam and uneven bars. Instead of that, I was never good at that. <laughs> so, so then, you know, the, you run, run across work. the yeah. floor work. I, uh, I was like, Full floor routine. I'm, I'm not good at that. I had flips and all. I never, I never was very good at that. <laughs> um, but again, you don't realize weight-wise and muscle tone-wise. Again, back then to be a professional dancer... Um, and you, and it was a matter of being felt. It's interesting because I look at dancers now and because of, um, the different styles of, you know, whether it's hip hop or, or whatever, um, I see thicker muscles. Sure. And it's a different body type. And because so many people work out at, at a yeah, gym. It's, it's, the it's, lifting body is it's a totally different. it's a different totally different look. We looked more svelte. Uh, yeah. Yes. I think a big part of that is the fact that a lot of the regiments that uh online workout things have girls doing involve working out their butt like three times a week. Well you see which uh, is unnecessary. I mean it's a different aesthetic in that when, in my generation, you did not want a big butt. Everyone always kind of envied me because I had very narrow hips, like boy hips, and no and no ass. Hmm. Now it's like people want ass implants. Right. You know, to make it's a different, different aesthetic, a different look. Yeah. I you know it's funny because I noticed it a lot when I'm I digress, but on the Macy's. Thanksgiving Day Parade, they have different Broadway numbers in the first half hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went, wow, the bodies really have changed. It's, it's, which is fine. Sure. It's just, what, what people work, work for now, we worked against. 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 Right. It's like, no, 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 no. Your thighs have to be long and lean. Right. And and not, and this was not just for ballet. This was across the boards, you know. Anyway, so, yeah, so at the conservatory, I worked my way up. Um, I worked, hey, my stomach growled. <laughs> I worked really hard. And, like, in sophomore year, there was a ballet teacher named David Shields. He was from the Canadian Royal Ballet, as I remember. Ooh. And we had the Mounties. We had yes, we had to wear. Do we, yeah. Do we they do to, it on horses? No, do they? No, that's but the we had to wear hats in every class. Those Mountie hats. <laughs> oh, okay. And we had to say things like "Little Nell." <laughs> Little Nell. We, no, it was always the cart. There was an old cartoon of the oh, of oh, the oh. mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's little, his name? Little Nell would always get tied up by the bad guy on a railroad right. track. Right, the dastardly. I, I, yes, yes. I remember yes, yes. the bad guy. I don't remember the name of the good guy. I, I, the, he was he was a Canadian ah, mountain police like this. guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So so, um, David Shields really. He was a fabulous teacher. Now, here's what happened. I I wanted to... I danced from 8 o'clock in the morning until 9, 10 o'clock at night. I took extra classes whenever Jesus. I could, just back to back. And, of course, I had to do the academics. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I did those. But I, I talked to the head of the dance department, and um, her name was Ruth Ambrose, and I said... Can I take extra classes? And as long as the classes weren't too crowded, I was in. And then David took me under his wing, kind of. You must have been exhausted. I wanted it. Yeah. Work hard, play hard. Okay, weekends, <laughs> play hard. Right. You know, and, and rehearse with your friends and stuff like that. Um, I also... I'm not going to talk. 
Should I? I mean, whatever you okay, like. Okay, well, what happened, to, <laughs> what happened to is that my roommate and I, we wanted to lose weight as quickly as possible. And um, there was a doctor, that's basically your doctor feel good, that practiced near the conservatory. And we got some diet pills. Because we had tried every diet and you know I mean taking tons of classes but we tried every diet and it it was how do I kick start this right to get it so I took when your body's actually like I can't go any lower naturally exactly exactly (laughs) I'm I'm done I'm I'm capped so I did I took diet pills and I mean I I would eat in the morning, because I was very poor too. Um, you know, I had to pay everything on my own. Yeah. I would. This is what I do. I would buy a steak, like a like a top round. I mean, not right. Me. No, like a and, seven bone in. And I would cut it into seven pieces, so it was like a little strip. And I'd get eggs, and one for every day of the week. Yeah. That's. Yeah. And um, I'd so in the morning I'd have a scrambled egg and a little piece of steak. Yum. Then around four o'clock. This is when I was a sophomore, when I sophomore junior, when I wasn't living in the dorm. Okay. In the dorm we had the cafeteria, but it was you eat only tuna. Right, and a salad. You don't, you know, it was. You don't eat what all the musicians got to eat. It just was. Well, the musicians get to be big fat trumpet players who blow the shit out of their horns. Well, they need. It's again a different, a different thing, and that's that's. We are being very stereotypical with that. There's some very. it just, but it was. Oh, I'm picturing Louis Armstrong with the big fat cheeks, the big. Boom, oh, boom. he was so good. Or Dizzy Gillespie, or, or even the the band I saw recently. Yeah, but look at like Ray Charles. He was skinny. Ray Charles <laughs> was a piano player. Oh, you mean the oh? The I was talking. I'm the, talking about grass. horns. I'm the talking grass, about grass. just dudes that can hit an, a high F on a on a horn. They tend to eat. That's true. <laughs> That oh we're generalizing oh completely um, anyway so then so when I lived in the apartment it's a little piece of steak and the egg then I wouldn't eat lunch at around four o'clock I'd have a little table talk blueberry pie delicious with a little bit of ice cream uh, here I am <laughs> it's like I think it was just give me sugar to get through the next five hours of classes yeah you know. And then it, for dinner, I'd ha- I'd have yogurt. So what happened is I got down to like 101, 102 pounds. Yikes. Which for me. No. Uh, and my body started eating its own muscle. Yeah. Um, I, I looked like, I looked like a skeleton. I, I felt all right, but, but I looked like a skeleton. So... The head of the dance department called me in and said, okay, what are you eating and what are you taking? Right. And you look awful. So I went off the pills. You know, so I was on them, I don't know, four months, something like that. But it's funny because I think when I say kickstart, <laughs> I think what happened is my body went, okay, we're going to use this for energy. So even though I was eating, I never... I gained back some healthy weight. Sure. About seven, eight, nine pounds healthy weight. And mus- you know, stronger muscles. Yeah. But as long as... I, I am one that... I always had to stay to diet, on a diet. I swear, it's like starving myself for 50 years. You know, <laughs> other people... Like you know, a friend, dear friend, dear friend, beautiful, beautiful, um, Susan. Anyway, I don't remember. I'm sorry. She could eat a cheeseburger <laughs> and French fries before a performance, and then have another cheeseburger afterwards. Wow. I would sit there like, 
I'm eating a half a yogurt, and I, you know. Well, also, too much food puts you to sleep. Yes, always did. So always. that's that wouldn't be good before a show of big yeah, meal. And, and also, it it made my stomach rumble, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, so back to school. I graduated. Um. Valedictorian. Yeah, graduated. <laughs> you know, I we already talked about the. Oh, there's one job. <laughs> I should be dead. <laughs> There's one job that I convinced my roommate to do with me. This was, oh, God. I would have to sneak back into the dorm. So it was either freshman or sophomore year. There was this really, we read in the paper, dance, dancer is wanted. Now, <sighs> What do we know? We, you know, it's not. It's not. It's not. You know, dancers. It, this is like okay, combat zone. We need. You know, it's like saying escorts instead of hookers. Right. You know, right. Dancers yeah. instead of you know all of that. Anyway, so we went into this office, and when we found out, I mean, I think I told you the guy grabbed. It's in my book. This you know, kind of the, the cigar smoking big old slime ball. Yeah. Um, I was alone, and he actually he grabbed my breast. Oh. You no, know, he was like, "Turn around, I want to see." But then he grabbed my breast. I slugged him. Good. I that was the first time in my life that I, bam, you know. Anyway, so he was like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. You, you know, and I, 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 I am getting the fuck you fucking... But, you <laughs> but then I got a little scared because I went, these are mar mafia people. Well, for sure. You know, and I thought he'd pull a gun on me. But I was mad. Again, my anger just flares up. He had, though, as I was leaving... There was this a guy who looked kind of like Alfred E. Newman from Mad. Okay. Skin, um, yeah. He had Coke bottle glasses. He was skinny, but like he'd he wore his pants too too, too high, high, and then you know okay. with a belt that made them like crinkle. Yeah. You know, you know when a pants yeah, no one's pants are too big. Definitely, I, I've had to wear two big pants before. But, but. he'd it would be up like. Uh, like an old man, you know, like... <laughs> She's got her hands above her belly button right now. <laughs> um, and, again, he had a skinny face, but he said, um, there's a contest that pays $200. Okay. If, you know, do you want to hear about it? And I was like, back then, $200? Yeah, that's huge. Uh, you know, I was living on $50 a month. Yeah. Um, I... I, I Sure, what is it? <laughs> and he said, it's a tickle contest. Um, I said, what? <laughs> and he went, I tickle... <laughs> it's, a, it's a scientific study <laughs> of how long someone can sustain tickling before they laugh or what areas of the body are more ticklish or no, no, no. okay <laughs> so I, mean, I went this guy I mean he's such a nerd and maybe maybe he is a part of this I, I was so <laughs> naive so naive so I convinced my friend that we should do this we're this each gonna make two hundred dollars so he would come, I should be dead. Uh -huh. He would come and pick us up and bring us. He lived with his parents in, I think it was Newton, a very, very, very um, posh suburb Lovely. of Boston. And he, it was like a Tudor house. I remember, you know, the Tudor brick and. Beautiful gardens. And this would be like at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, sounds like a great place to get tickled. He'd... 
<laughs> he'd, he'd sneak us in. He'd sneak you in. <laughs> we, we'd sneak in the back door. <laughs> and he'd bring us to this room with a sofa. And... The tipple he, room. He never... He'd, like, we'd lift our shirt to under our breasts so they weren't exposed. Sure. And our pants to just below our belly buttons. So nothing Because was he was going, going to tickle our stomachs. Well, that's a reasonable place to start if you're looking at what's most ticklish on the body. It's, it seems like a good control. And the long... It's like the longer you could hold out without laughing, the better. Because then you'd get more sessions. Oh. You know, and it's like we were going, ka-ching, ka-ching. Is it $200 for the first four sessions? And then, oh, we're holding on. Also, we're talking being in a living room in some nerd's house with his parents sleeping upstairs and getting tickled by this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't really a laughing matter. Were there feathers? Were there... No, did, did he, he used his hands. He used his ticklers. Okay. He used his hands. And... Okay, I, I've got to tell you kind of a horror story from my past of why I, why I could do this. Sure, sure. When I was young, little, I'm not going to say who, but there was someone... Um, very close, who would take, this isn't, this isn't the milk guy, this is somebody else that within the family circle-ish type thing, um, he would hide and then, from Maureen and I, and he would catch us, tie us up with towels, our hands oh, and our Lord. legs, with dish towels. And um, at first it was tickling our stomachs. He would pull our shirts up and yeah. our pants down, but not all the way down. Right. And would tickle our stomachs, but his hand would keep getting lower and, Gross. you know. And we would, we would be like, no, don't go, you know. Well, you know, it's little kids... You don't, it's that innate sense. You don't know why, but there's something there's not something okay wrong. about it. not, this is not, you're not supposed to go there. Right. You know, even though we weren't told that, you know, yeah. it's that, that feeling, that just nature. So he would stop, but then what it progressed to is, um, I don't know if he did it to Maureen, but I know he did it to me. Um, mm. It was the, you know, hiding, catching, tying up. But then he would hold me upside down, like have tie me so my by my feet, so it was hanging upside down. Jesus! And um, he had a glass of water and a spoon, and he would spoon teafuls of water in my pee hole in. Or that's messed. Or up my vagina. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. I didn't even know that. No, but girls that's had an extra hole. So he would pour water into me, and then teaspoon by teaspoon, and then he'd turn me back up again, and make as the water came out, make fun that I was peeing. That's so wrong for so many reasons. I know. That's so. It's. Complete abuse. For a lot of reasons. And from... I'm not going to say... I will tell you privately who. Yeah, I don't need to know. No, nobody else needs to know this. I never... Or, it's a thing you don't, you don't tell. You don't tell. Anyway, so having this nerd <laughs> tickling me <laughs> in this in this Tudor house, and, you know, I was like, oh, this is a piece of cake. Right. You know? <laughs> um, and he would then... So there's not even any dish towels. No, when we were tied <laughs> up, you know, it was. Uh -oh. I mean, I just um, that we got paid. We went a few times. Now, in all honesty, I 
It wasn't even like he was tickling us and masturbating or he would disappear and come back or anything like that. It just, he had, it was probably like a fetish of some Uh, kind. Probably would be my guess. (laughs) You know, and we'd even say... When does the study come out? <laughs> we want the results, you know. How long did we hold out from laughing? Compared to the, everyone else. <laughs> well, of course, there's no study. <laughs> but again, we got we got our money, and he would actually take us out <laughs> for a steak dinner. Ooh, you know, yeah. I mean, you know. No, I mean... If, and it, it was kind of like, the, all right, if the nerd's getting off yeah, on it somehow. Yeah, the nerd's got the money and <laughs> all he wants is to, <laughs> oh, to tickle God. your stomach. Oh, my God. I'm so picturing it. <laughs> um, so that I had forgotten that was an extra little job I did. All right, so I... Gra- <laughs> Just a little job. I graduated. And, okay. Professional tickly. During, during junior and senior year, what was great, I'm going to theater now, what was great is that the conservatory would hold, um, like, regional auditions, all the, all the summer stock theaters and regional theaters and stuff like that would come, their casting directors and choreographers and bloody da would come to the conservatory. Sure. And it was a full two days or whatever of you could audition. And then you'd get maybe like, oftentimes you'd get offers from three, four, five oh, different wow. theaters and you could kind of get to pick or, you know, one if you're Sure, if you're lucky. depending on, um, I mean, you, I mean, you made if, your way up to A groups, so that's a difference, but... And so someone in D group might be lucky to get one. But it depends. They might sing well. This right. is because remember that there was the musical theater department and the dance department, so that it was a it was a big deal. These auditions. Um, I I auditioned once, <laughs> and I wasn't a singer at all. We had to take like group singing classes, but that which was unfortunate. You know, mm. they didn't look. They were looking like we were going to be chorus. No, we were going to be dance world dancers, a modern uh. company, a ballet company. But here you have the musical theater department, and didn't really look ahead of. They it's may all, be on Broadway. It's all going to become the same thing, and yeah, um, yeah. So we didn't get as much for it. It was unfortunate. It was just, I mean, we would fool around. It was a choral. We'd all of us sit together and sing a song, you right. know. Um, so I, I wasn't really a singer, but of course you had to sing, and you had to show off some of your dancing. So I decided to sing "Belly Up to the Bar Boy" from "Belly Up to um, the Bar Boy." Oh. Unsinkable Molly Brown, the musical Unsinkable Molly Brown. Um, and there was a piano player and stuff like that. And I started belly up, belly up to the bar boy. And I blanked. Oh. I did could not remember the next line to save my life. And I'd been singing that song since I was little. I saw the <laughs> movie, you know. Can I start again? Can I start again? <laughs> sure, go ahead. Take a breath. Started again. Belly up, belly up to the bar, boys. Loosen up your belt. Not so. Second time, I went. Oh, I'm. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Just give me a second. Yeah. I start the third time. I didn't get any further than the same two (laughs) lines, and so. (laughs) But I looked at the piano player, and I went. Hit it! <laughs> and he started dancing, da, 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 and I, I started dancing, like kicks and bell kicks, and, and I just danced through the rest, of, through the rest of the, you know, and finished. I, I was 
mortified. <laughs> I I was so embarrassed. And, you know, to go, I couldn't even sing this stupid song. I couldn't get through it. And then, hit it! <laughs> and start dancing. I actually got some offers. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't take them because I was going to Europe um, <laughs> with the school. This is for summer stock. And I even said to one, you know, because you go and interview, we're really interested in having you come. And I said, why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to go, you know. Right. But I'm, I'm baffled. Based on that, that was audition. the worst audition on earth. Why? And they said, well, you are a good dancer, <laughs> and they said, and they said you can you can carry a tune, you can sing, but they said the biggest thing is the courage it took for you just to pl plow on. <laughs> and they said when you, when you said hit it, they they went okay, gotta have this, girl. gotta have, because the other thing too is that in summer stock. There would be a new show. These are like the tents and stuff like that. The theaters that are. Yeah, you know, I have um, a lot of friends that d did summer stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there would be a new show like every two weeks. Uh -huh. So that you were learning the next show while during the day while performing another one at night, and so you had to be fast. It, it's like, you know. Yeah. Not plug them out. Um. What's the word? Push him out. <laughs> push, push him. Push him. Push him back. Push him back. Way back. <laughs> um, I was never a cheerleader. Never wanted to be. <laughs> um, Me neither. Anyway, the other thing that we would do as far as auditions, if this is helpful, like for whatever, yeah. whatever, it's, yeah. it's life. Um, take a bus. When. There were auditions in New York, especially for the summer things, because you're still in school, you know, so you, you'd go for summer struck jobs. Um, take the bus into New York, do the audition, take the bus back type thing. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, it cost money, so I couldn't do it that often. But I did learn... Oh, my God. I went to one audition and... I, no, this was, I had my hair in pigtails. It was the first time, it was an open call, because, of course, I didn't have my equity card. But there were equity people at the audition, because the open call people, you would wait until the end, and then they'd see the open call people. Sure. That makes sense. The non-equity, you know, but the, they have to the see equity the equity. comes first, first and then... And I remember it was the first time that I was in that world and looking around and going, ooh, this one's... A, I mean, some were really nasty to you and stuff like that. Mm. Others were nice. Others, it's like, I'm here to audition just like you are, you know. Sure. But the hierarchy of an attitude of equity to non-equity was palpable. Really? And, oh, it was a little cutthroat. Huh. Yeah. Um, and again, but I did look around and go, oh. You'd kind of learn the ropes by by observing. Sure. Um, so, I didn't take any of those jobs again, because junior, summer of junior year, went to Lausanne, Switzerland with the company. Oh, gorgeous. You know what was fascinating about that? What? I, I'm not really talking theater. That's fine. Theater, Switzerland. College and... No, it was a music festival, and it was youth, young conductors. Okay. There were, like, youth orchestras and youth... Young conductors? Youth, young. I mean... Yeah. College, you know, young. I'm gonna take a sip of tea for a second. You don't think about a young conductor. You really only think about conductors as as Monopoly men. 
bald, white hair around the sides. Oh, but they don't all look like that. Yes, they do. With the monocle. But, but they're, no, 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 I, you know. Yeah, that, going crazy, and then yeah. by the end, um, their their vest has rolled up to their <laughs> neck, and right. their their arms are exploded in tatters. I All my knowledge comes from cartoons. Um, <laughs> what, what, what I found fascinating about that is that at the conservatory, we did have to take music theory classes, theory and soulfish. One one of them is... Soulfish? Soulfish. Soulfish. S-O-L-F-E-G-E. Okay. One, one is, um, you know, like with a pencil, you, you, reading notes, the value of notes. Sure. And um, scales and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Tapping it with a pencil, we'd have to like tap out. Dun, 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 dun. A, yeah, a, the, the pattern of the, you know, the quarter whole notes and whole notes. The other was um, another score and analysis was we were given, you could pick, but an orchestral score okay. of every single instrument. I mean, what, sure. what an orchestra has. And you would analyze every instrument, the note values and, and everything. I loved that. Really? Because when we listen to a piece of music, we tend to listen to hear just the what you know to absorb the overall. Yes. Um, but we don't really concentrate on the little. It can take time before you actually hear the bass, or I mean, I'm talking or about what just a, a piccolo regular. is yeah. doing, or uh, you know, uh, the one the the instruments that augment right one your little basic trill theme. at the end of a. Thing, yeah, or, or the second chair and third chair of an instrument. What are they doing? Exactly, exactly. To yep. make the chorus, to exactly. make the harmony. Exactly, exactly. So, um, I I chose afternoon afternoon of, of fawn of the fawn afternoon of, of the fawn. I the afternoon of the fawn. <laughs> That's, I don't know. I can't remember. But then I also did, on my own, because I loved it, I took on the challenge of analyzing the Rite of Spring, Stravinsky. It is so complex and so fab. Anyway, so, so what I'm getting to is that when I... It was the first time with this knowledge kind of bubbling in my head, seeing young conductors bring the music. I, I, I mean, that, watching a conductor is, you know, not like the Boston Pops where you just like bopping along. Sure, you know. you're just bopping along and everyone knows but, that. But when it's, when it's an orchestral piece where it looks like they're bringing the music out of, I, I went, if I lived another life, Conductor. That, I couldn't imagine anything hmm. finer as an occupation than... Full it's, knowledge it's and like, breadth of music. It's, and it. it's like power, but you have power only because of what the instruments are giving you. It's so equal. Yeah. Um, and yet, you... I'm moving my arms, you know... You determine the tempo and and each and you get to each little instrument, each little you yeah. know that comes anyway. Yeah, I need a sip of tea. By all means, that's it's it, conducting has always astounded me just as a general thing because it looks like it's unnecessary, but. but. I mean, it, it's the thing holding, it's the glue holding all those pieces together. Exactly. So yeah. That, oh, no, yeah, yeah. 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 Because otherwise, what? Everyone would just be listening <laughs> to percussion for tempo and... Which, isn't it funny, like, when, you, when you're looking at a band... Right. Even a band that has the horns and everything else... They rely completely on the drummer. Yeah, that's because they, you know, you know, like it, let's say it's yeah, you've uh, always the got band that Chicago or, or something. Of that boom, 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 
Um, there's no conductor. Right. Um, I never thought about that. That you can have 16-piece band, and it's purely off of the drum. Basically. And an agreement, of course. Yeah, I no, mean, the interest And the singer, I'd, I'd say, like, the singer, I feel like, sets the pace. Yes, of course, I mean, of course, but there but. isn't that person. <laughs> Can you no, there's you no imagine? one there going, one, two, three, four. <laughs> With the four. back to the audience. We're, we've been doing little hand movements this whole time, by the way. Realize but you can't see any of the hand you movements, imagine, like, there's been conducting going on. In front of Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> you know, there's this... Right. Person like, with the little baton, yeah, you know, yeah. it would take away <laughs> a little bit, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Gang, and also Mike, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, Mike and the East Street Gang. Um, anyway, East Street Band. Um, yeah. So I went. Let's see, conservatory. After. Knowing graduation was coming and everything, I went to, I did go to New York and I auditioned for American Ballet Theater, the Joffrey, didn't do New York City Ballet because I knew I wasn't a Balanchine type mm. thing. Um, and I got offered apprenticeship, but I didn't take it. I wasn't ready for New York. Sure. And there was also a teacher that I couldn't stand. <laughs> but she said, she said, your, your technique is fabulous. It's, you know, it's precise, but you don't know how to, you, you have to learn how to breathe. Okay. That and makes she sense. she said. That makes sense. To breathe life right. into Yeah. No, into that's, it. it makes sense to be. So, especially with taking 13 hours of classes a day and things like that, to be so technically there. Yeah. And to and need a extra, little bit more. With the extra help. Emotion. David, and, and Yeah, you want to hear something that was just, that's just pissy. Oh, what's pissy? Okay, so David would actually, this is back to David Shields. Oh, okay. The, the ballet just teacher. I assumed Uncle David. No. David Shields, the Canadian would, mountain, Mountie. Yes. He would <laughs> give me private tutoring it, it, if, if I was up for it and he was up for it, like from when all classes were done, like 8 to 9 o'clock, 9 to 10 o'clock, you know, and it was pure work. Yeah. No, we got along well, you know, but it was always, I mean, anybody who's a teacher to me is like, that's the teacher. Right, yeah, you know? I'm similar. Um. If a four-year-old was teaching me something, I'd be, he's the teacher. A little reverent you know? of... Um, but I find out, years later, um, a, a friend, a, a friend, Joel, that was at the conservatory at the same time, God, I was living on West 80th Street, so we're talking at least a decade later. Talk, you know, we're talking on the phone, doing a catch-up, and everybody assumed that I was having an affair. <gasps> and David was married with one or two little kids. Yeah. And I went, what? Why? Well, you spent those times at the studio. Well. And he liked you. It's because I'm working my ass off and I wanted it. Yeah. But yeah, automatically, but... the assumption that I'm sleeping with them, and that's why I would get a part. Right. It, you know, or stuff get moved like up that. Or... You know, it's interesting because the same thing that's... little people, little minds, or assumptive minds. The same thing happened with when we went out of town with the show. The Grand Tour. I talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Gray. Oh, yes. Where I said, <laughs> take my name off. <laughs> yeah. With the assist. I talked about the choreographer and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the deal. Okay. I was the dance captain. Joel Gray is the star. We got along really well. Great. But again, he's the star. And um, I would have to report, as you usually do, Every night, 
you go to the star's dressing room, is everything okay? He would give notes of, <laughs> so-and-so is in my way, you know, when, uh, yes, or their kick came really close to me, you know, just yeah, normal yeah, yeah. notes that I would then pass on, pass on. When we went out of, the show closed on Broadway, it didn't last too long. Um, we went to Chicago to the McCormick McCormick Place. Okay, yeah, the yeah. Theater. Yeah. We were there for like three weeks. It was just, all right, let's just, we have the offer, we have the obligation basically to go um, do this convention. Go do center, it. We were do, like, fine, yeah. you know, whatever. It's three weeks. I will always thank Joel for this, but I can't believe what happened. He would, after the show, in the evening, you know, he had a driver and stuff like that. He would, we would either leave from the theater or he would pick me up at, I would go back to my apartment and the hotel apartment and he would pick me up and we'd go out to dinner. Um, I mean, oh God, he brought me, he, re, he really is the one who introduced me to Greek food. Oh, nice. And he would, he talked art. He taught me so much. And we'd go to diff different restaurants, different bars, different, and just talk and sure. talk. And again, I, I, I didn't have a broad, my upbringing was not artistic, you know. <laughs> it was, it was ice fishing and, yeah, yeah and, 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 I mean, and ice didn't, fishing and... I didn't know, you know, uh, and Polish shoe sales. You could you could put a Van Gogh in front of me, and I'd right. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. You know, I I didn't have a I didn't have a cultural. You wouldn't know a Van Gogh from a Mondrian. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was so in that way very self-taught, you know, or some of the classes at the conservatory. Um, but anyway, so. He, Joel introduced me to his daughter, you know. In, yeah, uh, um, uh, I, I do remember the, a little oh, bit, but... Wait, uh, with Patrick Swayze, Dirty Dancing. Oh, it's her? I don't yeah. know her name. Jennifer, um, Jennifer Grey. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> he even, like, he wanted to send me to acting classes and stuff like that. I didn't take him up on that. I have a superstition that anything you get for free, you have to do paybacks in some way, I'm stupid that way. So many people wanted to help me and I'd say no. I just, uh, superstition, superstition of whatever. Anyway, anyway, I mean, he asked me, to, Jennifer was taking ballet, she wanted to take ballet class at um, a very popular studio in New York City would I just be friend? You know, she felt alone because she wasn't a dancer, dancer. She was a she danced, but she wasn't like a dancer, dancer. Sure. And so, she you know, was always dancer. very nice. Now, because I went out with him, right? Dirty people, little minds. They'd see me get in the car. We're having an affair. Of course. That it's I'm sleeping with him. I'm sleeping with him to get ahead. I. When I found that out, it really made me angry. It's like, I'm the, you know, almost. I could go, almost I could see this if I was just in the chorus and all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're with the star of the show. I'm the dance captain. <laughs> We're on the road. Right. The director isn't here. The assistant director yeah. isn't here. The choreographer isn't here. It's me and the stage manager. Right. Taking care of this whole thing. How fucking dare you? Yeah. You know, that really... That really... Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the, the nice thing though is that Joel... Joel and I, through all the years, we, we, we've had a connection that... And it's not like we go out all the time, but we could look across, like in the show Chicago, we could look across the room 
And this little smile of, especially when something idiotic was happening, it's like, okay, she gets it, he gets it, you know, and yeah, and then, yeah. but nobody would even notice because you have to keep a straight face. Of course, when something is, but just that lightest, look just that of... little look. We we we've had a connection. I I admire him greatly, and he admires me. It was it that was nice. So had it not been for Grand Tour, that wouldn't have been. There. Well, that's something. Yeah. At least. We're almost at an hour. We're at 55 minutes. All right, so... So, I mean... Oh, I didn't really get into theater. Well, that was some into theater. It was yeah. all related to theater. Yeah. I mean, it was... Yeah. But, all right, that's over with. Yeah. Auditioning. Auditioning. Oh, wait, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell okay. you one, one, one audition story. One more. After I came back to New York after being in France. And I was good. I was, you know... At that point. With the ballet, and I had Russian teachers. Yeah. And stuff. I mean, it was, I had extraordinary ballet and masters and a ton of stage and time. And... and the French... I learned to breathe. I learned... They, they have... They do have a joy of beauty and balance of life and work and... So yes, I did. She was this teacher I didn't like was totally correct. I learned to breathe with the movement. Besides it, getting really good, it reminds me it, different. I never got the "you're technically amazing" part of it, but it reminds me in improv being told, "You are too young for this. You need to have life experiences in order to be able to pretend to be anybody in a real way." Yeah, yeah. I, it is. And it, it's 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 completely true. I know I'd be I have so just a different way of looking at things. Of course. 10 years later. Of course. Of course. But um life there's more to life. Yeah. There it it is. It is. And I learned that and not to be so mechanical and okay. make dance that's dance became a serious language to me. Yeah. Of I'm making sentences with this move. I'm making this story. So it wasn't just, I can kick my legs higher right. than I you. I can do you know. the moves, but it, so it what was do the technique. moves mean? That's, that's why I, I, I... People considered me really good. And I didn't have to audition that much after, after the first few. You know. yeah. I, I was special. I, was, I, I mean, I get embarrassed saying that. But I, I was good <laughs> but well, you put the work in and then you experience the things that you need you took the time before diving right into new york not that that would have been a bad choice necessarily but it wasn't the I wasn't right ready choice for, for that and i wasn't ready for new york city yeah then too you yeah. have to be ready and then when you for new york and i i'm gonna say that's the same thing i'm doing of like get ready up here and then go down to boston and then go down to new york yeah as yeah. far as comedy goes, yeah. of, of yeah. the same. Yeah. Don't don't go to the party if you're not dressed up. Yeah. What I was going to say, the quick story is, I when I when I got back to New York, um, because I had been immersed in the ballet world, I forgot some of the savvy of what it is to be a musical theater. Ah. So there was a dance call again. It was open call because. Non-equity. I went, I think it was for a summer, summer theater or regional theater. It wasn't. It wasn't for a Broadway show. I can't remember. But I made the stupid classic mistake. I of I went in pink tights, a black leotard, my hair in a bun. I did have character shoes on, you know, little heels, yeah. but they were like little heels, really tacky. Little, like... One strap. Yeah. Character shoes. And I walked in. It truly was like in the show, a chorus line, Lois the Ballerina at a, a call for a Broadway show. And that she's dressed in yeah. all pink. I did have. 
I look like a student at a ballet school. Sure. And someone actually laughed. Wow. Again, a caddy. It can be. Of course. It's it's tough. And call, look at what you wear. Oh, the ballet girl. I, it was something really catty that I went, oh, my God. I, I'm so wrong. I'm so... So I went and I bought the tan tights. And the, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it was... Yeah. But it, it, again, mortified. Coming from... And coming from, from some <laughs> Broadway... Yeah, person, a dancer. I meant you coming from doing all that in France, and then oh yeah, and I was now might have been really catty because I was really good. Maybe you know, and yeah. I'm in the dance audition, you know, and this and that. But I had lost some of my pizzazz uh-huh. as far as jazz goes. Okay, I had to relearn. I was turned out all the time. It's like, whoop, your yeah. muscles I have to get used to turning in again. You know that type of thing. Sure. So. All right, well then, okay, so for some time we're up to arriving in New York, and then, yeah. I, I, then I can go all theater. We can go right that. into theater. Yeah. Okay. Well, well thanks, Keith. Well, thanks, Mom. Here's this has this. been lovely. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Once again, I've finished most of my tea. And kept you talking so you could only have yeah, half. Yeah, horse today, too. <laughs> That's all right. Well, thank you so much for stopping in, and cheers to all of you, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't spill your tea. <laughs> I do. I spilled she some spilled tea today. She spilled so much tea. I know that, that old story. Oh, my God. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye.